Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Report This Post. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. The Lannisters send their regards. And we are your hosts with The Post. And that's right, folks. Winter is coming. Uh, Val- Valar Morgulis? Is that at all <laughs> close to what Boy, yeah. what they say? Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. Uh, we're very exciting. The the premiere of of the the final season of Game of Thrones is tonight, Sunday, April fourteenth. Mm, <laughs> I think. Uh, yep, that's yeah, right. That's def- today. Yep, that is absolutely the day of the of this recording. Um, yeah, so we uh, we decided to celebrate uh, this uh, momentous occasion by uh, by bringing you some of the worst posts about Game of Thrones that we found online. Boy, there sure are a lot of them. And to you will from be too. very surprised to find out that people have really bad posts about Game of Thrones. But first, let's uh, let's get through our own history with Game of Thrones. Sure. Christian, are you a fan of the show? I have watched all of the show. Um, I wouldn't say I paid attention to the entire show, but okay. I've watched all of it. It's been on while I've been in the room. Okay, so, and you've watched all seven seasons of That is correct. I did not start from, it wasn't a live watch. I caught right. up with it. Yeah. Um, well, probably two years ago, two okay. or three years ago. You just powered through it. It was one of those things, just watch a couple episodes after work, come home. This was pre-kids, so. Pre-kids. So that was when I had free yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, is your wife a fan? She is. She's a big fan of it. Cool. She actually, uh, she started reading the books after watching the first first season, I think. Mm-hmm. I never, I started the first one. What's that? Is that the A Game of Thrones? Is that the first one? Yes. Um, At least so. Just never really been a high fantasy guy outside of Conan the Barbarian. Yes. So couldn't really get into it. Right. Similar sort of stuff, right? It, uh, it's all the same shit. Yeah. Basically. It, it, it's sort of the rings. and dragons and yeah. elves and shit. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no elves. Well, season eight, I think, is going to bring a whole bunch of elves. <laughs> They're going to just, a whole litter of elves are going to come rolling out. Uh, as for me, thanks for asking, uh, I have, uh, <laughs> I watched, um, I think the first five, four and a half, five seasons. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the first couple. Good. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool characters and stuff. And then, um, I don't know, at some point in season five, I just I had no idea what the fuck was going on. There's I did, there was so many characters that I didn't people. give a shit. Mm-hmm. Apparently there was like I remember seeing this one guy get killed and I was like I don't know who the fuck it is and then someone <laughs> said I read the lines like oh yeah he he was a, he replaced someone else and he was the actor replaced him. yeah like, he was recast what the fuck like it's already it's already confusing enough as it is now you have a new guy right. more to use of the old guy you know so uh, that's my once that happened I'm like yeah, I don't really care anymore I, I, I'm uh, very easy to just give up on a show. I found it very difficult when there were things happening at different times in different places, and you're supposed yeah. to just know that that's happening. Yeah. That was always a... I, I did... Um, I think I was four seasons in when I finally realized that the opening credits uh, change based upon where the, sh- the that episode takes place. Sure. But never that, realized it. And then everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's... How the hell would anyone know that? What kind of asshole would know that? Probably the people whose posts we're going to read. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I think we should get started with some of the posts, sure. if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, you want to start? Sure. So, like we said, uh, Game of Thrones comes back tonight. Sean Speezy, who uh, display name is the Bros- Broke Bruce Wayne, mm. posted on Twitter, 
With Game of Thrones coming back, Netflix and chill turns into HBO Go and shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sean, laying down the, the gauntlet. Um, Don't know if I want to hang out with him. Yeah. Watch the show. Right. And is that just an open... That sounds like an open invitation, which is probably not the best way to... <laughs> To do that, yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants to come over to my house and uh, watch Game of Thrones and shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. here's a recent post. Uh, this was uh, posted on the subreddit. Am I the asshole? <laughs> okay. Uh, background: uh, Wife and I are huge Game of Thrones fans, like crazy huge. Brother is running for neighborhood council in our home neighborhood. Lowest level of elected office, but big deal because we live in a large city and he has long-term political aspirations. I was the first one to donate money to his campaign and have been very supportive and helpful. He's throwing this party for his supporters and he's going to give a big speech he's been working on. When I found out the date, I called him and told him that my wife and I would only come by for the first 30 minutes or so because it's the exact same time as the Game of Thrones season 8 premiere. He told me I should tape it and that he really wanted me there. Am I the asshole? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, you're the asshole. That's very cool. <laughs> His brother's running for office. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably biggest thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah, after he opened his car dealership. Yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes in, peace out. Hey, you know, Vorgol Morgolis, <laughs> brother. Hey, thanks for all this uh, snacks. I'm going to take them home and eat them at... Yep. Uh, I'm going to hbo go the fuck home <laughs> brother and uh watch this tv show while you're campaigning um in a similar vein this is from twitter user pretty girl momo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seriously thinking of missing my grandma's funeral so mm-hmm. i can stay home and binge watch game of thrones all day sunday <laughs> sad face oh that is sad <laughs> Now, what is the sad face for? Is it for her uh, actions I, or for the grandma? Dying? I think it's uh, the fact that she can't she can't stay home. That's mm. the way I took it. Because then scrolling through, uh, yeah, her feed, it seems that that would be a very sad thing for her. That is not the grandmother sad. dying. Of course, yeah, grandmas grandmas die every day. <laughs> grandmas come and go, but <laughs> Game of Thrones. Grandmas but do once come a year. Go. They do just wander in sometimes. And then you have the silver alert. This is a uh, now. Obviously, there's a lot of diehard fans of the show out there. Mm-hmm. I found a post from someone who is not a fan of the show. Oh, good. And they, are, they want to inform everyone about that. It is breaking my heart more and more to see how many professing Christians are watching the Game of Thrones. <laughs> you may roll your eyes at this. Think you're adult enough to handle it. But here's a genuine question. Would you watch one of the sex scenes with Jesus sitting next to you? Mm. He sees our every move. He commands us to keep our hearts and eyes pure. Does this show honor God? No. Is watching nudity slash porn always detrimental? Yes. God is not pleased to say so lightly. Please stop, y'all. This show is not worth it. Hmm. Someone's, uh... Now, can you imagine watching porn with Jesus just, just hanging out right next to you? <laughs> he knows when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. Hmm. Yeah. And he knows when you're jacking off. Right. He knows when you're watching uh, high fantasy with elves and shit. Uh, there's a lot of nudity on the show. Uh, yeah, there sure is. Um, a lot of uh, graphic sexual violence and stuff like sure. that. Yeah, which um, we might talk about. Uh, some people s- seem to think is uh, problematic, but um, yeah, I well, I you know, it's it's reminding me of the post I found for the love trilogy about the woman who was asking if she should ask her husband to not watch 
the show. Do you remember that? That was a Game of Thrones thing. I don't remember anything that's ever happened on this show ever. Great. Mr. Lungs. Oh, no, excuse me. Mr. Winding Hills. I had two Mr.s on okay. Twitter. Says, I'm going to start watching Game of Thrones over again for the first time. Hopefully I don't start jacking off to Amelia Clark like I did last time. <laughs> Crying laughing face. <laughs> A lot of emojis thrown into these folks. Yeah. Um, uh, so speaking of the nudity, just... Uh, I could see a guy just like watching yeah. me. Eh. I guess I'll jack on. <laughs> There's a 14 second scene of some woman's tits on. I think a lot of these guys are always in between jacking off <laughs> at any given moment. You know, I mean, like you're going to jack off at that time of the day anyway. So whether there's whether a naked lady on, on the screen or not, or not you're just going to do it. So the local news, who yeah, who gives a oh, shit? Oh, there's some hot. Local news ladies, though. Oh, for us? Uh, in general, but yeah. yeah. For us, we have some good-looking broads. Who do we got? Uh, Shay Ryan. I don't know. She's like the MILF-looking uh, traffic gal. Oh, okay. There's someone on, uh, I think, channel on ABC that has some real big... Cans, yeah. Yeah, some real, mm-hmm. uh, some real uh, McCain's on her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of... Uh, this was an article that I found on the website The Root. Do you know about The Root? Mm-hmm. It is a, a centrist, liberal, hellhole website aimed at people of color. Very good. Sunday's Game of Thrones was a message to black America. Oh, boy. For three weeks, we have preached about how Game of Thrones teaches us everything we need to know about white America. So this week, you might expect us to joke about how Sansa should have cooked up cooked for Bran while he was home from that long road trip. Or how Euron Greyjoy is turning into Anthony Scaramucci. Wow. I bet you just knew we would have an extended discussion about the scene where the official from the Iron Bank lamented how its investments in the slave trade was doing poorly. Instead, this week, the Game of Thrones writers created an episode that spoke in coded language, dropping jewels only black people could pick up. While there are many to name, there are too many to name, here are major keys dropped by episode 3 of this season of Game of Thrones. Beware of white allies. (laughs) What happens when you mix white feminism with white privilege and add a dash of white allyship? You get Daenerys Targaryen, the physical embodiment of the word problematic. We need black leaders like Jon Snow. Uh, I'm sorry? (laughs) Many people have criticized Jon Snow because of his mixed heritage. Some say he's not really one of us. Okay. Others say that since he left our neighborhood and started hanging out with those white boys at the wall and the redneck wildlings, he can't be trusted. So here's a little bit further down the article. (laughs) The greatest line in this episode was from the greatest shade thrower in the Seven Kingdoms, Mm -hmm. Lady Tyrell. In her final scene, she explained to Jamie that Cersei, the Seven Kingdoms version of Donald Trump, (laughs) had done things she could never imagine. Perhaps that was my prize mistake, a failure of imagination, she said. Perhaps that was ours. We cannot imagine that any civilized human being could possibly believe he owned another human being. We were unable to envision that a country that touts itself as a champion of liberty and justice could fight for the bloodiest war in its history to keep a race of people in shackles. We could never wrap around our heads around why anyone would throw a Molotov cocktail into a bus of freedom riders or bust the heads of peaceful protesters and keep them in the back of a bus or out of a voting booth. We can't comprehend how anyone could repeatedly see police blast holes into black boys and girls encounter with Blue Lives Matter. We couldn't fathom how poor white people would believe that a billionaire vagina-grabbing nectarine-colored trust fund baby with a brain like a head of wilted lettuce and covered Mm. by a shitty lace front would rescue them from poverty. (sighs) Wow. 
So, um, people taking shit a little bit seriously with uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. But I have good news. There is a counter opinion. Okay. This is posted on Facebook. GOT is basically an all-encompassing analogy for white America and should be studied in the same way 7th grade English teachers make their students dissect Animal Farm or Lord of the Flies to understand English society. Mm-hmm. What is Game of Thrones about? This show is about white-on-white violence. This show is about a turf war between different gangs who want to win the ultimate prize, the Iron Throne. You know that if there's one thing white people love more than territory, it's thrones. <laughs> but aren't there aren't superpowers, dragons, and monsters and shit? Yes, but the supernatural elements of the show are used as analogies and symbolic metaphors. So what do the dragons stand for? White privilege. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. Yowza. So, um, <clears throat> there are apparently different uh, people of color online who watch Game of Thrones sure. and, <laughs> and form different opinions about it being a metaphor for... <laughs> Uh, slavery for white for white people for uh, Boy. white privilege. Uh, Blue lives matter was mentioned at some point. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Cersei Lannister is uh, Donald Trump. Um, ah man, there's some. Uh, that just none of that really tracks. <laughs> I think. I uh, say. Yeah, these people need to just stop watching TV. As far as uh, and when I say these people, I specifically <laughs> mean the blacks. <laughs> Kristen, now did you have any other posts that you want to keep you want to keep going on with the show, or should we just cancel it now? Uh, oh, we'll keep going. Okay. This is a Quora question. All right, I love Quora. Do girls in China watch Game of Thrones? Mm. Oh, so this is an answer from not a Chinese girl. <laughs> You'd be suspicious. Yes. <laughs> Already suspicious <laughs> of this person. You'd be surprised. I have met many a friend of which are Chinese femmes. Majority are university students. Who known more English language television series than anyone I know? Mm. Game of Thrones is no exception. I myself have found it most interesting to discover an obscure show from these people, regardless of what years they have been released, usually kept tucked in a folder hidden within their laptops or external hard drives. There are times when we watch some of them ourselves, only to see our evening slip away in the blink of an eye. Well, what the? <laughs> that's not a Chinese girl. Not a Chinese okay. girl. Uh, no, just someone just casually mentioning, talking about contraband. Yeah. Well, they're not Chinese, so I really want to hear from a Chinese girl on that one. Um, so we can get one on the show. Hey, if anybody knows a Chinese girl that watches Game of Thrones, yeah, if you if you, know you send one, her to our DMs, please. If you know one or keep one, please uh, <laughs> let us know. We can reach out to her. This is a post from the subreddit. HBO Game of Thrones. Mm, okay. So very specifically about the TV show. Sure. As opposed to the other one, which is also about the TV show. Jamie Lannister literally did nothing wrong. Mm. I'm being dead serious here. All he ever done was to all he has ever done was to protect Cersei, his family, or the realm. I don't think I need to convince you at this point that killing the Mad King was not only justified but morally required of Jamie. He saved thousands by doing this. Now you guys may want to criticize him for his relationship with Cersei. For those who don't know, Cersei is his twin sister, mm-hmm. and he fucks her a lot. Mm, and they have children. Too. Yes. But can you truly blame him for it? You can't choose whom he loves. Ask yourselves, if you found out your wife or girlfriend was actually your sister, would you break up? <laughs> <laughs> no. You love her, and even something like that won't extinguish your love for her. Mm. 
As for pushing Bran out of the tower window, what would you do in that situation? Bran was very likely to tell his father, and his father would tell Robert Baratheon, who would kill Jaime, Cersei, and their kids, and force Tywin to have to go to war with the crown. It was one kid versus his own kids, and once again, the realm. A lot of people like to say that Jaime recently turned good, but I argue that he was always good. Hmm. So a character who is decidedly ungood, who the Unpleasant. author, who the directors show... You know, sometimes they don't they don't try to hide things from you. They're just like, here's a character who does really bad things. Mm-hmm. And then later he becomes better. He learns from his mistakes and grows. That's like, that's how it, how it works with like that's characters That's like the hero's journey, sure. Yeah, so he, he was actually supposed to be bad. And if yeah. you didn't recognize that, you're a, you're a buffoon. I think you're a, I think you're a dumb guy. But yeah. he's, he says uh, the fact that he... Fucked and uh, I believe raped his sister at one point too, and uh, pushed a child out of a wind of a very tall tower window mm-hmm. with some spotty CGI. Yeah, that was a rough scene. Yeah, it was first first episode, I believe. Right? Uh huh. Yeah, so they, they they didn't figure things out yet. <laughs> CGI is still pretty bad now. Yes. It is. You see the, the the Lion King trailer? I didn't watch it. Oof, boy, CGI man. We we've gone too far. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, it's still not good. And um uh, like um Jurassic Park still looks better yeah. than every movie <laughs> comes out. I think we could always come back to that, yeah. Somehow twenty six years later. Is that right? Mm mm. Twenty ninety four. Three. Ninety three. No. Yeah. No, you are right. Yeah. So quick to say I was wrong, but I was actually one hundred percent right. It may have even come out this month, April and May. I want to say nineteen ninety three, June. Folks, let us know. Sound off um, in the comments below. We will have no idea what you're talking about because we will have forgotten <laughs> all about that. Chaos Riot nineteen thirty five on Twitter says the cool thing about Game of Thrones is what it teaches us about ourselves, like how we must all admit that we totally do incest if our sister was Lena Headley. Mm. So. Noticing a trend with these last couple posts. Mm -hmm. Mr. Lungs on Twitter says, I just want to say, Game of Thrones isn't a bad show. But I'm only on season two, and the amount of incest and gay shit going on is crazy. (laughs) I guess that's just how it was back then. Shake my head. Back then in that make-believe time. (laughs) (laughs) I did notice quite a few people think this was reality (laughs) in some way. It's a documentary, yeah. Or, you know what they do is they, you know, people complain about diversity or whatever mm-hmm. and some of the, well that's just the way it was back then there's other dragons and shit this isn't real like you can you can have a black guy it's not a big deal <laughs> that's very cool yeah you have a lady who was burnt to a crisp except she was she came out just naked with a dragon on her shoulder like that's didn't actually happen folks <clears throat> I had a question on Quora right okay. here now, why is Jorah mocked by fans so much in Game of Thrones? If you don't know who Jorah is, Jorah is the mercenary knight in exile, the disgraced former lord of Bear Island and the only son of Jorah Mormont, the honorable lord commander of the Night's Watch of the Kingdom of Westeros. Oh, he's... He accompanies Khaleesi across the desert to Quarth. So he's this, uh, he's this guy that's sort of uh, protecting uh, uh, Daener- Daenerys Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And he's... Uh, He's a very. Uh, uh, he seems like he's always trying to get laid from he's the, like the a big queen. Time, he's like a big time cuck character. Yeah. 
This one was answered by Leo Galente. Okay. Because although Jor is not really a nice guy, he is an incarnation of the stereotypical nice guy who gets friend zoned by the mm, hot babe. Mm, mm-hmm. Said mm. hot babe goes off to do the nasty <laughs> with all sorts of different men, but never even considers doing that with her friend. Meanwhile, it's all he's thinking about. Many people have been in that situation. Mm. Most people know about it. It's funny to see it played out on the screen. Mm. So keep in mind that uh, Daenerys Targaryen is 13, and this guy is in his 40s. Right. And he's trying to fuck the the teenager. And he's also um, stabbing her in the back right. in the, the whole right. time he's as well. information out. Yeah. She just won't fuck this nice guy. <laughs> She's going to fuck all it the, is the chads, <laughs> like, uh, like Drago. I like the... Uh, the uh, you may have seen this play out. They, uh, <laughs> the, I don't personally have any experience with it. Of but, course, I wouldn't. But. I wouldn't know. I, 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 I wouldn't know anything. <laughs> anything about that. I went to Facebook and I joined a group called Fans Beyond the Wall. Yes, uh, Game of Thrones, and a gentleman by the name of Chewy. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ask the question, is Daenerys bisexual? Okay. With four question marks. <laughs> this is a pertinent question. Yeah. So, uh, Christine Creasy Allen says, no, she definitely prefers men. Hmm. Mandy Mitchell responds, bisexual can have a gender preference, but still be bisexual. Attracted to both sexes, but one more than the other. It's like me, who prefers tall men with blue eyes. That doesn't mean I never dated men who were not tall or not blue-eyed. Married a blue-eyed guy, though. Okay. Christine says, Mandy Mitchell, I know about sexuality. Danny's preference is men. She has had intimacy with women, but they were more. that was more experimental. Mandy responds back. My point is that having a preference for one gender over the other doesn't disqualify someone from being bisexual. Not an opinion on Danny. Merely clarifying that preference is not indicative of heterosexuality. Christine comes back. Hmm. Mandy Mitchell. She would be pansexual, not bisexual. Again, I know about sexuality. <laughs> Jana Lathan chimes in. Oh. Okay. You all had your fun with this post, so I'm closing the commenting now. <laughs> Hopefully the next time we meet in a debate, it'll be a slightly more constructive one. <laughs> Admin team. <laughs> Casey Patrick Gardner responds oh, to that. God. You sign your comments as admin so that your comments will be deemed more important than others. Nevertheless, I've learned from past experiences in the military to never argue with someone on a power trip. You do you. And then the last person, Fair Navo, then chimes into Casey's comment. Casey Patrick Gardner, maybe instead of going back and forth with a member of the team for literally no reason except you must be one of those has to have the last word and a small penis type of men, mm. you should start your own post and have a good old Game of Thrones oh, debate. Oh, boy. Wow, this is the true Game of Thrones is played out in the comments section here. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the admin should should take a, a bit of a lesson from uh, uh, Tywin Lannister is that uh, lions do not concern themselves with the, <laughs> the, manner, the manners of sheep or whatever the hell he's... <laughs> That's so funny, the idea of... Uh, Signing it as the admin team. Yeah. I'd love to see that team get together and <laughs> discuss strategy for their Facebook fan all, all, page. What, three people or something? <laughs> three people. There who, are a uh, lot of people on that Facebook page, though. Oh, I can imagine. Well, when you have a whole admin team, yeah. Paid? I wonder if they're all paid. That'd be the saddest thing. Boom. That'd be the saddest yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. Speaking of, this is from uh, Reddit. Mm-hmm. The subreddit Confession. Oh, no. 
I sometimes pretend to be Daenerys Targaryen while taking showers. <laughs> okay. There's a scene in the first season and book of Game of Thrones where Daenerys is stepping into a scalding hot bathtub. Yet she does not flinch, saying she is of dragon's blood and proceeds to take a bath. Sometimes when taking a shower, I like to say, I am of House Targaryen, and then proceed to slowly turn the heat all the way up, or until it's too painful. Edit. What makes this weirder is that I'm a dude. Yeah, I was going to say that's a guy. Yeah. Gotta be a guy. <clears throat> so. I got my penis tucked between my legs. <laughs> uh, I have a towel on, like a Stroke my budding breasts, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> prepare myself to be ravaged by Cal Drogo. Mm. Good looking guy. Hot dude. He You'll find him in uh, movies nowadays. Yeah, he's got too big for his britches, for his horse skin britches. Yeah. But now he's uh, he's uh, Aquaman. Yes, he is. And uh, <laughs> doesn't he have something else going on? A Netflix TV show, I believe. Sure, great. Good for him. Go on. All right. I went to the website offbeatbride.com. Mm-hmm. And found a post titled, A Wedding of Ice and Fire. A Game of Thrones-inspired wedding. Now, you found this post, you said. I did. Okay, this post was also sent. This this exact uh, website was sent in to us. Oh, was By it? a patron. Oh, were they? Yeah. Okay. By uh, Malicious Ego sent it in. Very good. All right, well, here we go. So, the offbeat bride, Michelle, is an attorney, and her offbeat partner, Justin, is also an attorney. They got married in the Turnip Rose Promenade and Gardens, Costa Mesa, California, on August 5th, 2017. So here's what Michelle has to write. Our wedding was inspired by Game of Thrones. In addition to simply loving the world of A Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones played a major part in our relationship. My husband and I were close friends for years before becoming romantically involved. However, our relationship started veering into dating territory when we started to play a Game of Thrones the card game. Shout out to the lords and ladies we met through the game who attended our wedding. Mm. Mm -hmm. And oh, did we play. We devoted entire weekends to our newfound pastime. However, the most visible sign to our friends and family that something more was developing between us was when I was convinced Justin to attend WonderCon in 2017 dressed as Jamie Lannister. Mm -hmm. As a bit of a backstory, I have been a cosplayer since 2011, so this was in my wheelhouse. I, of course, dressed as Cersei Lannister. Normal. Nothing strange there. Mm-hmm. By August 2014, we were Facebook official. When we decided to go with a Game of Thrones-inspired wedding, we knew we had to embrace a Song of Ice and Fire title of the books. My husband's rep- family represented the Starks of Winterfell, and my family represented the Targaryen Dragon Lords. It helped that I regularly cosplay as Daenerys. Our ceremony music featured songs from various seasons of Game of Thrones, notably The Light of the Seven, also known as the song that played while Cersei Lannister prepared to blow up the great Sept of Baelor with her over enemies inside, as our guests waited for the ceremony to begin. Our officiant, dressed as Littlefinger, walked out to the Game of Thrones main title. Then, Shit, this sucks. <laughs> then the King's Guard, groomsmen, my husband, and his parents walked out to the King's arrival, with the King's Guard securing the aisle for the royal family with their wolf blazing swords. My Queen's Guard walked down to the sweet and uplifting Maesa, while I entered with the not so subtle. Rain, also known as the song that played while Daenerys used her 747 sized dragons to torture yeah. her enemies into submission. Our officiant, you know, Peter Baelish, included a passage for the books, and our vows included the line, I am yours and you are mine, from this day until the end of my days. 
After a wine ceremony and our officiant cursing anyone who would seek to tear us asunder, my new husband and I exited to the song The Children. Earlier I mentioned that the Kingsguard were armed with swords. After the ceremony, my Queensguard were equally armed, and both groups assembled a sword line entryway for my husband and I to be introduced as king and queen. After doing a Joffrey-esque wave to our guests, we took our thrones at the Stargarian table. And here's the punchline to all that, as they, uh, she wrote in the blog, Our biggest challenge was pulling off of Game of Thrones-inspired wedding that wasn't silly or corny. <laughs> <laughs> challenge failed, m'lady. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. Um, Themed weddings are the worst possible thing in the world. Very troubling. I can't think. I don't. When someone's <laughs> like, "Oh, but it's something they love," I don't care. I ah. I don't like that they love it. I don't want them to have it at their wedding. I, it doesn't affect me, and I still hate it. I'm gonna hate all, every <laughs> themed wedding. I don't like your themed wedding. I don't like you for doing it, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't have a wedding at all, so I guess I'm a little more uh, a little biased, a little more uh, surly about the whole oh. institution. You know, you don't need a. Certificate. Do you want? Uh, uh, what's that? Do you want me to throw you a wedding? Uh, this is from in the exact same vein. Mm-hmm. This is from uh, the subreddit uh, ASOIAF, which is a song of ice and fire, mm-hmm. which of course is the series of books which Game of Thrones is based upon. Right. Getting married, and my girlfriend is a fan of the TV series, but I'm a fan of the books. Uh oh. She wants us to tie our hands with a ribbon, just like the episode where Rhaegar and Lyanna got married. I told her I would be more disposed to the idea if it were book canon. So, does any ribbon wedding ceremonies take place in the books? I can recall the cloaking ceremonies, but not any other. Could ribbon ceremony be like a northern tradition or purely a thing for the show? (laughs) Oof. That is... uh, To... Borrow a name from the show, Stark. That's very Stark. Nice. That sucks. Um, I can't imagine something from your wedding being decided based on if it's a canon or not to anything. <laughs> I guess in a way, uh, w- religious traditions can be considered canon in some way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, is the you know for a Jewish wedding, uh, stomping on the glass is that is that canon to to <laughs> to Judaism? <laughs> is that that was, a, that was a retro? That was a <laughs> oh, that yeah, was some, a retcon. Yeah, that was a retcon. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know now. I think that's maybe the reason that I have trouble with this is because like not having interest in it because it's one of those things that has such a huge following and it's not that old. Where it's yeah. like it's still going. This one, this is a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. So the show was the show could have been horrible by the time. Some people say the show is horrible now. You know. Yeah. Oh, these are the kind of people that will never think the show. Yeah, bad. we'll never. No, nope, they would never nope, have a nope, negative opinion nope. about it. It's just this is my interest. I'm into it now, and I will just always and be into always it. Been. It doesn't matter what happens. I mean, I think that's. It. I mean, boy, to the whole boy, it's not canon. That sucks. That does not rock, my friend. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, um, going back to the Fans Beyond the Wall Facebook page. Angel Geralda posted, Unpopular opinion, but am I the only Game of Thrones fan who is actually more hyped about the new Avengers film? Mm. Am I a bad fan? Uh-oh. 
So there's a couple responses to this. Yes. Linda Whittacombe says, I'm hyped for both and got my tickets ready for Avengers as soon as I was able to. Hopefully my new sofas I ordered will be here in time for Game of Thrones, but either way, I have decided to get snacks to watch with it. Okay. So Linda ordered new sofas. Just for... Just for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Every season they uh, they soil the ones <laughs> from... <laughs> Golly. Fucking A. And snacks. And, sna- and snacks. They are going to have... Uh, yes. I can guarantee that those people go through a lot of snacks. Well, if you saw the photo. Now, the the other response to this was from Bree Witted, and she says, I'm excited for both, but I've lost sleep over thinking about Game of Thrones. Mm. I've never done that with Avengers. Mm-hmm. Some of us are just more invested than others. Oh, a little mm. shade thrown <laughs> there. Yeah, a little, a little backward, <laughs> backhanded. Mm. Can you imagine... I'll be- <laughs> God damn. I just think you watch a you watch a TV show at ten o'clock on Sunday, and you're just oh, I can't sleep because it's and yeah. this hour of yeah of television I watched. The, I heard all the uh, the the new episodes in the last season are going to be like an hour and a half each. They're all movie length the whole season. That sucks. That's that's a too lot. Too much. Hey, if you like it, it's good. I guess right. Uh, yeah, more 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 the merrier. More. Right? Uh, Characters staring at each other and talking. <laughs> more more characters getting killed off in the last four seconds. Yes. More awful accents. Mm-hmm. Now, this one goes a little bit off. It's um, it's a long post, but okay, I think it's important. There's a uh, there's a Game of Thrones board game. Okay. And uh, so this this uh, this guy posted on R slash uh, board games, and he had a bad night. My friend had a birthday the other day. He's part of my game group, and on birthdays we have birthday game nights. Mm, boy. He loves Game of Thrones, the board game. I've only ever played half a game about three years ago. However, I have a copy of it on my shelf to play, uh, waiting to give it to a friend. It's a gift for the friend. Okay. So the, and this friend is henceforth known as Game Owner. So after the birthday boy asked to play the game, I arranged the night. On the night of the game, we were six. Birthday boy... His BFF, the game owner, my wife, myself, and the antagonist of the story, henceforth called Crevice. Crevice, like Birthday Boar, has a long history with the Game of Thrones board game. He used to moderate an online game forum and plays the game often online. Similarly, he has under his belt hundreds, if not thousands, of games played. Being the host, I made dinner. After dinner, we cleaned up, had some birthday cake, set up the game, and I explained the rules. I was in Lannisters, and Crevice was the Greyjoys. To make sure the game advanced at a brisk pace, we limited each planning round to seven minutes. Due to our disparity in experience, Birthday was helping my wife and Crevice was helping Birthday's friend. I improvised. Earlier, while cooking, I overheard Crevice saying he's going to give the Lannisters a nasty surprise. Before he marched during the game, I asked him not to do it. I said it would only make us both lose, as I'd be forced to counterattack with my meager surviving forces and we'd both be stuck behind everyone, mutually destroying each other for the rest of the game. He did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was out of the game. When I say out of the game, I do not mean unable to win. I mean no longer able to participate in the game. <laughs> now I can look forward to about two hours of people bickering around my table with me not playing. I had a very poor poker face, and my anger was evident. I unkindly told Crevis that from now on I would no longer be trying to win just to make sure he lost. I told him I would do my best to destroy his night as he had destroyed mine. He was visibly shaken. I'm larger than him, and a veteran, and my voice boomed when I'm angry. 
I do not shout, but I am loud. The birthday's BFF was minutes into one of his rounds discussing options and strategies with Crevice, and I unkindly demanded that they finish up. They were playing outside the agreed-upon timer, essentially cheating. Worse, having nothing to do for the next few hours, I did not want to prolong the game. At this point, game owner decided he no longer wants to play. (laughs) My visible anger was making the room more and more depressing. I tried to rein myself in and told him I'm going to the bathroom to gather myself. I asked they be done with their turns and actions by the time I'm back as I have nothing to do anymore and I don't want it to go forever. When I got back, they told me the game is over. They no longer wanted to play. I'm unsure if it was because I was ruining the night for them or if they simply didn't want to make me suffer. At that point, I turned to Crevice and I told him what I think of him. That he's an asshole, that he ruined the game night for me. Then he sat down at my table, ate my food, drank my wine, and he used his superior knowledge of the game to make me to take me out of it, eliminate me completely, forcing me to stare at the air for the next few hours. I told him he is no longer a part of my life, that I will never play with him again, and that he will never sit at the table with me again. I then threw him out of my house. There is now a dark cloud over my game group. We are silent. I will not be hosting board game nights in the foreseeable future. I no longer wish to play. I am sure if I was in the right. I am only human, and I err. But I feel crevice had acted like a bully, that he knew I could not resist his attacks, and I will be out of the game completely. He chose to do it anyway. It felt abusive. There were other options. We could have made any sort of alliance. He could have advanced to other territories and so on. I suspect that in some master form of the game, this is the correct thing to do. But I'm an inexperienced player. This is not a tournament. (laughs) Ruining my night was not essential to him winning. Mm. There's an etiquette we all follow, putting on kid gloves when playing with new players. He didn't do it. Was I wrong to be angry? Am I wrong to no longer want anything to do with him? Was he anything other than an asshole? Wow. There's a lot to digest there. Yeah. Maybe we can all picture this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Loud, booming veteran who, uh, hosting game night, cooking for them, and, um, you know, uh, getting, you can only imagine the remarks that he said. Oh, yeah. Now, he, he's he's trying to make himself sound positive here. <laughs> it, it Almost the uh, playing the victim card there a bit. Eh? It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I like the storming off in the bathroom and say, just hurry up your damn turn and I'll be back. <laughs> be done by the time I get back. And the entire game was uh, wrapped up by the time I got back. Imagine that. So if you're... Um, okay. You you host you host yeah. events. Let's say you're done. You're all, Everybody else is having a conversation doing something else. And it's your house and you... What do you do? I pix shit up, mm-hmm. put stuff away, you know. Yeah, you do things. You find things to do. Check mm-hmm. in. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. But instead, this guy just went complete psycho PSTD yeah. mode. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this very, very PTSD mm-hmm. stuff here. It's hard, it's hard to imagine this guy uh, being a lot of help on the ground for uh, for the troops if he's uh, having a panic attack and during a uh, board I've never, game. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen this game, but it sounds maybe something similar to Risk. It's It's probably Risk-like, yeah. So, which a, why why would you even want to play that game? Right, right. Um, um, not a lot of risk involved with risk. I don't know if you ever noticed that hmm. board game. Um, real sad story here. Um, all the comments were uh, saying, uh, "There's something very wrong with you, friend. You got yeah. a lot of problems, pal. You did uh, like a lot of like yikes stuff like that." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy. Did you look into his his uh, other post? I did not know. I think his uh, his account was deleted shortly. Oh, shortly yeah, after that's that, one yeah. of those good ones, huh? Yeah. Um, also, I had to edit a lot of it out. 
it was long, but it was it was even longer. And because he just he's one of these blathering guys mm. who just like mm. goes on and on and just gives insane details. Um, but yeah, I thought that was um, well not strictly Game of Thrones related. I do think it was uh, pretty incredible. It's a bad. That's just a it's bad. A, it's a good lead into a potential board games episode in the future for mm. sure. I'm sure there's just as many uh, pathetic posts as that we can look forward to. One oh, day. yeah. I have some stories I could tell. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Manny Jolnick, sure, on Twitter said he's... I'm one episode into Game of Thrones, and I'm not surprised that right-wingers have this, this salivating, fappy adulation for this universe. Hmm. Violence, sexism, rape... Excuse me, rape, aristocracy, fetishization... Murderous tyranny. I don't feel like I've lost out on not getting into this after all these years. So, yep. On the <clears> other <throat> side of that coin. Yeah. So, Maggie Rapay says the only acceptable ending to Game of Thrones is a two hour explicit explanation of how Game of Thrones serves as a metaphor for climate change. Final Ooh. image. AOC on the Iron Throne, benevolently instituting the Green New Deal throughout the Seven Kingdoms. Mm. Oh, boy. You know, I wish that does happen. Just for... (laughs) Just imagine the post. Oh, boy. Well, who was in a... uh, Who's that little red-headed freak? Kathy Griffin. No. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) Carrot Top. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He uh, sings the music there. He sings Ed the music? Sheeran. That oh, fella, okay. He was in the last season of Game of Oh, really? Yeah, he just showed up. Just was like a bit cool. part. That's cool. Um, so, We hey. could easily see AOC, huh? <laughs> Shot starts it's at her feet. Of course. And then it stays on her feet for about two and a half, three mm-hmm. minutes. And then, and then those, it slowly pans up and there she is. luscious cats. Hey, speaking of that sort of garbage, I found an article I found on Guff.com. Do you mm. know what Guff.com is? No. What? This is from uh, May 2016. Okay. Why Hillary Clinton is basically Daenerys Targaryen. Okay. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and they have a few subsections here. Uh, watch the throne. On the exact same day, Hillary Clinton announced her candidacy for the 2016 presidential race and the, re- and the return of Game of Thrones found... Daenerys Targaryen, a.k.a. everyone's favorite Khaleesi, reasserting her power. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, my current favorite conspiracy theory is that Hill and Danny are parallel universe soul sisters. As the Dothraki would say, it is known. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good face. Now, what's in a name? Although Clinton doesn't have quite the same ring to it as Daenerys Targaryen called Stormborn the Unburnt does... It shares the ability to perk up ears and strike fear into the hearts of opponents. <laughs> Both Hillary and Daenerys are the product of political dynasties, and although Clinton Crest might feature a saxophone or a cigar, <laughs> as opposed to dragons, it still packs a partisan punch. Power couples. Both Miss Clinton and the Khaleesi prove that behind every great man is a great woman, quietly plotting her own rise to power. Their main squeezes, Bill and Drogo, respectively, are charismatic, occasionally crude leaders, kept, at least somewhat, grounded by a boss bay. While both ladies at first seemed content to simply stand by their men, their quests for leadership, be it in the Oval Office or on the Iron Throne, are built 100% on girl power. 
Who runs the world? Uh-uh. Girls. Uh-uh. Let's just say it. Both Hillary and Danny are basically boss bitches. They've got kick-ass attitude to spare and shatter glass ceilings left and right just by being themselves. In doing so, I might add, while looking straight-up elegant, whether in flowy desert sheet gowns or sensible pantsuits. Mm-hmm. Both are maybe a little arrogant, but definitely capable. Flawed, feminist forces to be reckoned with, with fiery eyes and mile-high ambitions. Listen up, Lannisters and GOP. These are women on the rise. Watch the throne. Of course, we don't know how that worked out. Um, now, you said that was Luke O'Neill wrote that? <laughs> Who's Luke O'Neill? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we all we uh, you know they had a very powerful ending. You know, watch the throne. <laughs> we we know yeah, we know yeah. how that ended up. Uh, Hillary lost in hilarious fashion, and Daenerys is a make believe character that doesn't actually matter because it's fake. So they're really uh, powerful shit. There's really an issue. I mean, because it wasn't in like the seventies. Nobody was writing about like Patty Nixon uh, is the new <laughs> Princess Leia. You know what I mean? Like hmm. No, they really weren't. Uh, they weren't doing any of that shit. I don't think. No. They weren't. Uh, I think the eighties sort of began that infantilization of uh, when, like Reagan said that. What did, what what happened when he, it was like uh, he allowed advertising to be, to, advertising could be on kids shows or something like that it was a big thing that he did, and that's mm-hmm. how he got like Transformers and GI Joes and Ninja Turtles and all that. So, they became this radical. Uh, uh, marketing of these things is not just like you know disposable things for kids to watch on TV there was an actual brand there a, and, yeah there was a yeah. purpose it was just a long commercial yeah yeah, yeah yeah so you know Star Wars sort of kicked it off with the toys but then it really really kicked into to high gear with the 80s and now everyone alive today is just that's their entire lives just toys that they bought and then they put on their shelves and uh, in their home and they, uh, oh, you're looking at me. They sometimes wear t shirts with uh, 80s action heroes on them. Um, I'm not, not ringing any bells. Uh, speaking of ringing a bell, do you have another post to read? What? <laughs> what kind of fucking. <laughs> sure. This is from a verified account. Ooh, shit. 18,000 followers. It's got to be good. Her name is Ginger the Jester. Mm. Nope, never heard of this person before. Nope. Until Game of Thrones, a red wedding was just when two liberal commies got married. Right, Grandpa? So the uh, uh, Ginger Ninja, what the hell is her name? Ginger the Jester. Can I give you the numbers on this one? Please. Three retweets. Oh. Five likes. Oh, no. Two responses. Oh, no. (laughs) For 18,000 followers? Oh, that's a shame. That's tough. Boy, that's a real shame. You hate to see it, folks. You really hate to see it. Someone with a, potentially a big account just uh, swinging a mess. Now, we had a whole episode about um, love, relationships, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Episode uh, 13, 21? 21, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Love Trilogy, at least around Valentine's Day. Uh, read a lot of stuff from uh, Reddit's uh, relationship advice and stuff like that. I found another one. Okay. This, of course, is Game of Thrones related. My girlfriend gets mad at me over Game of Thrones. 
We started the show like a month ago. She's a big fan of the show, and I've never watched it before. Throughout the show, I started to like it, but I would always miss some detail or storylines, and she will get mad at me for this. She thinks I'm not paying attention, and when she tries to explain to me what happened, I always stopped her and keep watching, and only <laughs> ask her when there's something confused for me during the show. Is she right at me, or, or is she just being annoying? Not a big deal so far. Mm-hmm. Um, user Jilbo Wagons responds. <laughs> Are you paying attention or are you doing other things while you're watching it and then going to her for clarification? Uh-huh. OP says, sometimes I'm not looking, but I can hear it. Jilbo Wagons responds, why aren't you looking? Because you're paying attention to something else? OP, sometimes I will check a text or respond to an email. It is rare I'm looking at my phone for more than three minutes. Other times, I am popping pimples with my mirror in front of the screen so I can see it in my peripheral up-top vision. <laughs> So he uh, he's sitting in front of the TV, popping pimples with a mirror above him, while his girlfriend's trying to watch the the TV show. <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry, hey, I'm, it's, uh, up, it's upside down. I can't really. Make yeah, it. what's going on? I'm looking in a mirror trying to pop pimples. <laughs> Seems like a critical thing to leave out of the. Why? Uh, do, <laughs> why do people put this stuff online? I guess we there wouldn't be a show if they didn't. Yeah, no. we got to thank them, um, or or be very upset at them. <laughs> Listener, the choice is yours. <laughs> what a thing to say! <clears throat> All right, this mm-hmm. was from Cora again. All right, would you let your sixteen-year-old watch Game of Thrones? Dang, mm, good question. Okay, there's potential answers here. I'd imagine. Dan Metzler responds. Is this a Chinese girl? No, not okay. Chinese. Here. Dan Metzler is just another high school kid. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So potentially a 16-year-old. <laughs> I'm 17. Oh. And I can tell you for a fact that every single person I know who is within five years of me, older or younger, should be allowed to watch this show. Hmm. That encompasses everyone from 12 to 23 years of age, but I think it's the 12 to 17 bracket that's really of concern. Anyway, the vast majority of 12-year-olds have seen some kind of porn. Oh. Many are frequent watchers. By 13, the shock videos, BME, Pain Olympics, etc., oh. <laughs> are starting to make their rounds. Oh. By 14, many kids have seen several shock videos. I know all my friends had done through thorough tours of bestcore.com by that age. Tours? Tours. How many, how many tours of best score you done, son? <laughs> oh, my God. Now, it's very possible that I think my... this is the kind of veteran that board game guy was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, it's very possible my friends and I were operating on a compressed time frame, but I can assure you that a pretty high amount of confidence that a 16-year-old has plenty of experience with everything I've mentioned, assuming, of course, that you haven't been Nazizing his online activity for his entire life, which is another similarly stupid but separate discussion. (laughs) That brings me to your main point, your relationship with your son. As others have said, you will not stop him from watching this show. That's a fact. So you can either continue to try and shut him down, or you can openly allow him to watch whatever he wants. Let's see what happens if you choose the former. First off, he won't do what you want. He's still going to see the show. But furthermore, and probably more importantly, you'll run the risk of damaging your relationship with your son. Anyways, as I said, I, along with my, all my friends and millions of other kids, have been extensively exposed to this kind of content. Most of us haven't killed anybody yet, and those of us who, who didn't do so because of the movies and TV shows we watched, there are many far better uses of your time than fighting this battle. I like his um, his age range. Five years 
He said <laughs> yeah. anyone from uh, 12 to 23. 12 to 23 can watch it. <laughs> 11-year-olds are out. 24-year-olds, you're out. Sorry. But that's the perfect window is 12 <laughs> to 23. I mean, he's not wrong as far as... Uh... Okay, I don't know about 12, but uh, probably what, 16 to 25 is the perfect window for this shit? That yeah, seems about Something right. Something like that, yeah. I mean, um, definitely like 16. I mean... I'm trying to... Make, yeah, this kind of show coming out at that age for me. Oh, boy. But my dick would be long gone. <laughs> hey, Christian. Uh, guy on Reddit posted this. Uh, making friends at the gym. Is that something you like to do? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. You don't go in there and uh, try and chat them up with uh, uh-uh. fellow grunting guys? No, no, yeah. no. You have a lot of characters there, or is it... Uh, not when I, I'm at 4 a.m. No, 4 a.m., it's just pretty much you. Me and some broad that looks like He-Man. Uh, that's a mirror. They have mirrors at the gym. What's supposed to So, uh, was at the gym today, about to start this class that's taken by two instructors. Taken? Yeah. There was about 15 people of various ages in this room sitting around stretching before the class. Music's blaring. The main instructor comes in and starts introducing himself to everyone while the other one disappears into a side room. The main one says hi to the young, like late teens maybe, guy and girl beside me, both really blonde. He then says to the guy, so is this your partner? He kind of shakes his head and the girl starts laughing and says, everyone says that, but no, this is my brother. The guy kind of laughs. Just as this happens, I mutter under my breath, fucking Game of Thrones shit. Of course, me muttering this coincides with the other instructor turning off the music to put something else on. Mm. It comes out of my mouth loud. Mm-hmm. The siblings and gym instructor all heard me and are sitting there staring at me. The girl then says, what the fuck did you just say about us? I got up and walked out. I have since canceled my membership. Hmm. <laughs> classic, uh, classic guy mm. who uh, probably can't say anything under his breath. Yeah, or a guy who's only ever said anything under his breath, mm. and uh, suddenly, the <laughs> yeah, was that's probably more too, likely. Yeah. A little too loud. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, uh, humiliating experience, and this is why you don't talk to people at the gym. This is why I don't go to the gym. That's the main reason. I, oh, because you don't want to have a yeah. Plus, oopsie. I'm, plus, I'm also naturally very athletic, so that just be got some good calf on. I was just noticing that earlier. Think so? Mm-hmm. All right, you're you're not wrong. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> All right, come on. I know you're distracted, but look at the post. What's your next one? Uh, this is from another verified account. Stare at these games later. Union Egg on Twitter. Union Egg. Mm-hmm. This is a joke, but it's actually. Hmm. Is it a joke? Because mm. the, the tweet is, Game of Thrones is Harry Potter for incels. Okay. Hmm. Let's dissect that. Okay. You want to dissect that? Sure. All right. I agree. <laughs> it tracks. <laughs> yeah. It works. <laughs> Dissected. Um, what are the numbers on that one? Mm, let me open it up here. Hmm. Mm. 13 retweets, 141 likes. Well, and then a bunch of responses from themselves. Oh, mm. that's that's what mm. we that. This one blew up. Check out my SoundCloud. That's no, uh, just like, quote, like what other people, like, agree with this, but respectfully ask that you delete it. Cersei what? of Incel, Sir Incel of House Stark 8-4-2019. Like, it was like, that's like ah. somebody responding to the post, but it's not done very well. Right, 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 right. Then he, uh, one of those stupid, uh, 
image the only thing in this only thing coming in this house is winter and it's the house meme text thing it's I, I see just what do you got <laughs> is this your account because you're very flustered by the whole thing no right now. I just don't like it when you look at me like that <laughs> oh this is a edgelord on Facebook mm. who commented on a post about Game of Thrones the enthusiasm for the utter childish banality which is Game of Thrones is a constant source of wonder to me. However, in a world of populist mediocrity, where in the music world third-rate entertainers like Ed Sheeran or Adele are considered artists, and violent misogynist cretinous banality like rap music is seen to be an art form, mm. it is hardly surprising, I suppose. <laughs> he said banality twice in one post. Mm. This guy named Sam says... I bet you don't get invited to many parties or gatherings of any kind. To which the OP responded, Actually, Sam, you're absolutely right. I stopped going to parties years ago, avoid social gatherings like the plague, and never accept invitations to anything. Grouch March once said he would never join a club that would have him as a member. Grouch March. <laughs> How right he was. <laughs> the neurotic need to desperately join in to be part of always occupy the part of the beach wherever everyone goes in is an odd thing indeed. Hmm? As to events, gatherings, parties, etc., one simply indeed that everyone who is nobody is desperately there. I'm sorry. One? <laughs> so our friend had a stroke, stroke right, around the, the, right around the time he said grouch march. <laughs> <laughs> grouch march. Yeah, then he, he said beach, and then he kept saying indeed a lot. <laughs> His, uh... His smug bot just sort of malfunctioned there. He didn't know, didn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Holy moly. Yes, sir. All right. I got about one more. You got one more. So do I. Well, I got one more and then one to close out with. So. All right. All right. This is from Reddit. This is from the A Song of Ice and Fire <clears throat> uh, subreddit. Is Game of Thrones ruining ASOIAF's legacy? Okay, interesting. With the often conflicting story arcs located in Game of Thrones, do you guys believe that the show is ruining George's message and legacy? Message. A show that portrays excessive violence and a book series about the horrors of war. Top response to this is, yes, George R. R. Martin cries and cries into his millions and millions <laughs> of dollars every night because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think? I'm sure he doesn't care. I'm sure. The fact of the matter that he's been working on the last book or whatever, the most recent book for what, four years? Three oh, years? I think it'd be more than that. Seven or eight years or something. I don't give a shit. Yeah. What, what, yeah, I mean, the guy's beyond rich. He's considered a complete genius by. He book. looks, I mean, he looks like a Greek fisherman. He's got it. He's got it all. Yeah, I mean, people who love the book think he's a genius. People who love the show think he's a genius. He's just, he's set, crazy rich, doesn't actually have to finish the books. Who gives a shit? Be surprised if he did before he... He will be dead very, very soon, no doubt. Um, Here's my last post. Um, There was a quiz on BuzzFeed Mm -hmm. called, Would You Survive the Game of Thrones? Mm. One of these typical BuzzFeed things, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, here's a comment that was left at the bottom of the page. The key to surviving the Game of Thrones is a sharp wit, attention to detail, an understanding of your allies and foes, 
and a facade to make you appear more loyal than you are. Mm. Even with an emphasis on all of these, this mockery of a scenario still somehow had me dying at the hands of the brainless Ramsey. I do not need one, such as the person who made this ridiculous game, to tell me what I can and cannot do in a world that I have far more expertise in. Good day. <laughs> Good days. <laughs> a lot of a lot of big words, a lot of vocab words on that one. Yeah. Um, this guy is like a smarter version of the last guy that I said, the uh, Grouch March guy. <laughs> <laughs> but still good. <laughs> this, is, this is him before he got hit in the head with yeah. a baseball while yeah. he was writing a uh, Facebook post. But so goddamn offended that he lost in a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> Had to comment about it. I, yeah. Oof. On a quiz somebody made that they didn't get paid for, too. Right. That's the quiz that's not actually real or it doesn't matter. It's just the guy probably watched Hey, this the show. is fun. Yeah. Yeah, this was stolen by someone. I can say it was mine and I won't get credit for it. Wonderful. Great website. BuzzFeed. I wonder if they're hiring. What? Are you. Did you have a bit you were going to set up for <laughs> no. that? You're really leading into something. <laughs> no, no. All right, so. You have one more thing to do? I do. So. All right. Um, there's fan art. Yes. For Game of Thrones. There's quite a bit. Quite a bit of fan art. There's the, the wedding that we went over. A lot of people have been inspired by Game of Thrones. Yes. And one such inspirational uh, output of that that I found <clears throat> was a a fan fiction titled A Game of Diapers. This is on DeviantArt. And I'm going to read an yeah. excerpt of the first chapter of a game of diapers to close out this episode. Mm. All right. All right. Sansa's bedchambers had never been quite the same after Joffrey had had his way with her. The silken bedsheets that had once brought her so much comfort and peace were now tainted with hate and fear. They licked her skin with fire and electricity. Her body had been defiled and misused, and now her bed was something to be afraid of. No longer a source of comfort. The abuse wasn't just limited to the mental effects. Sansa's body had taken the pain as well. Joffrey's unusual methods of sexual torture had left Sansa incontinent. She could no longer control her bladder or bowels. Her initial remedy was crudely put together. Meister Pycelle had fashioned a simply made nappy, like for freshly born babes that hadn't mastered their bodily functions quite yet. It was nothing more than a large sheet that had been wrapped around Sansa's behind and tightened with a pin that was nestled in place. However, in the last few days, the Meister had produced something of a completely new caliber. It was made up of a crinkly material that Sansa hadn't come across before. The inside was made up of soft, cottony material, whilst the outside was a cold, crinkly plastic. Cottonly? <laughs> cottonly. Cottonly, yep. <laughs> plastic, as the Meister called it. Mm. He said it was a disposable diaper and was to be thrown away after each use. <sighs> Sansa had no experience putting such a thing on herself, so the Meister enlisted help, who reported to Sansa's chamber with speed. She was a pretty young thing, Sansa thought. She had silken auburn hair that danced down her shoulders and framed her mousy, angelic face. Her eyes were large and welcoming, with eyelashes that fluttered like butterflies. Sansa recognized her. She was Marjorie Tyrell, sister to the Knight of Flowers. Uh, yeah. My apologies, Your mm-hmm. Grace, Marjorie said, reservedly, once Sansa had come to the door. Sansa was still wearing one of Pycelle's thick sheet-made cloth nappies. It made her waddle as she walked, and couldn't be hidden under even her largest of dresses. Please, do come in, Sansa said as her politeness won through. The girl walked over to the bed and laid something out on it. It was clean and white and crisp. 
and crinkled like parchment as she splayed it out on top of the bed sheets. <laughs> Sansa waddled up behind her. <laughs> if you'd like to lie down over here, Your Grace, I need to change you out of your nappy. Presuming it's been used, that is. Marjorie was tiptoeing around the subject. Undressing a queen was one thing, but to change her nappy like a baby was another entirely. Sansa pulled up her nightgown a little, feeling incredibly awkward about this whole situation. She played around with the thought in her mind for a moment before finally conceding and taking off her nightgown. It was strange, Marjorie thought, to see the queen stood before her in such a manner. Sansa's breasts were bare, and all that she had on her bottom half was a makeshift cloth diaper that appeared to be absolutely soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Sansa tried her hardest not to make eye contact. Mm-hmm. To be in such a state in front of a stranger was abhorrent. Now, if you just lie down for me, your grace, Marjorie said softly, leaning the queen back onto the bed. She spread her legs and started to fiddle with the two pins that were holding Sansa's nappy in place. Sansa gasped as Marjorie peeled the wet nappy back, exposing her sex to the fresh air. Coupled with the wetness of the urine on her skin, the oh, breeze man. was a harsh chill between her thighs. <clears throat> Marjorie produced a thin, wet towel from the sack and started to wipe Sansa's pussy, thighs, and ass oh, clean. All right. Sansa wriggled a little at a touch. <laughs> a woman had never touched her there before. There we go, Your Grace, Marjorie mm, said with a triumphant smile. She yeah. pulled up the front of Sansa's diaper and taped it shut, making sure to tuck the stray bits of diaper sticking out at her thighs. Marjorie loved seeing her laying there with her legs spread like a helpless little baby. I'll have a word with the Meister. He should be able to rustle up a handmaiden for this evening's change, if that's what you prefer, Your Grace, Marjorie said. There was no trace of sadness on her face, but inside she was upset that Sansa would prefer the company of a servant instead of her. No, Marjorie, Sansa said with a smile. She was still stood there with only her freshly changed diaper and nothing else. Please come back this evening. This was fun. Her smile turned into a grin. After Marjorie left, Sansa rubbed her hand over the front of her new nappy and instinctively stuck her thumb in her mouth and started to suck. <laughs> so that is a sampling of chapter one of A Game of Diapers. Chapter one, ladies and gentlemen. Well, So come back next week. We're going to read chapter two. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do A Game of Thrones every week of the final season, and we're going to do nothing but diaper, <laughs> a game of diapers as it's... Brilliantly known. Okay, so that was. I'm not going to say it was poorly written, but. It was actually not bad. You couldn't come up with anything other than a game of diapers? Yeah, that's the one thing. Like mm. the thing about, you know, the her auburn hair dancing down her shoulders <laughs> yeah. and her eyelashes that, you know, fluttered, fluttered like, like butterflies. butterflies. Yeah. And then you call it a game of diapers, you know? Yeah. Well, thanks. I think that's a great way to close out. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in closing, uh, we're all excited for the upcoming season. I'll never watch it. Uh, Christian might. I probably will. In the background. I'll watch it at 4 a.m. when I'm on the treadmill at the gym the next day. Wonderful. Uh, uh, you did say you just started reading the books. Again. I did. After this, doing research. This, this week episode. inspired me to read, <laughs> read it again. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'll probably, a couple chapters into the first one, I'll probably give up and fine by Tuesday probably okay great uh, which will be two days from today yeah I was doing the math but I didn't okay. want to say it right 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 I have a Christian yep I have a question for you mm-hmm. but before I ask you let's play a round of twit or twittent <laughs> did not see this coming okay alright and this one is of course Game of Thrones themed 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because she is a big freak for that shit, isn't she? And who was she? She is, oh, no, she twitting. Twitter's very own, very funny gal who likes to post a lot of great jokes that we all we all love and adore. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to read three posts from mm-hmm. Oh No, She Twittin' and Christian will declare uh, from his Iron Throne <laughs> if, these, if, <laughs> if she twit or she twittin' on this post. You ready? Yeah. A Russian mouse travels to the Seven Kingdoms to seek murderous revenge on his enemies. Fievel goes Westeros, coming this winter. Ooh, boy. <laughs> That sounds like something I heard, right? I'm going to say yeah. she twit on that. <laughs> well, yeah, it does sound a lot like what he would write. Yeah. You might as well just, just do that post again. It's not going to matter. Um, all right, twit. We're 1 and 0. Oh, twit versus twit. Here's another one. Imagine if Trump starts live tweeting other shows like he live tweets Fox and Friends. Euron Greyjoy is a good guy. Many people say it. Daenerys hasn't shown her tits since season five thanks to crooked Cersei and the fake Westeros media. My dragons are bigger than hers anyway. Jobs. Mm. I'm going to go twitting on that one. Yeah. That's just sort of a combining two things in the world to try and make them work. Mm-hmm. So we're one, one versus one twit and, uh, and twitting. All right. There's the last one. Tiebreaker, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump saying that Bill Clinton treats women poorly is like Ramsey Bolton saying that Joffrey should have been kinder to Sansa. Can you track that at all? I don't even know if that happened. Okay. <laughs> I want to say twitting. Just okay. Donald Trump saying that Bill Clinton treats women poorly <sighs> is like Ramsey Bolton saying that Joffrey should have been kinder to Sansa. Yeah, because Joffrey was a jerk. But You just Ramsey have to be a little a too big of a nerd to enjoy that one. And even then, if you enjoy it, it's because you're too big of a nerd. Yeah. Twitting for me on that. All right. So we are, in fact, one and two mm-hmm. on our twit or twit. Now, Chris, I have a question for you. Did you see any posts this week that made you say, this, this ain't, ain't it, it chief. chief? Why'd you do that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Let's hear it. This one came from the front man of the band Weezer, Mr. Oh. Rivers Kumo. Your I thought it was Cuomo. Well, I don't. Well, who's Kumo? Oh, that's the political guy, right? I thought they were both Cuomo. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> Go on. All right. So Rivers Cuomo. I I I I just thought that's how that word's pronounced. It's Cuomo. That's. That seems wrong. It seems racist the more I say it. <laughs> he, he tweeted earlier this week, dead ass. So many guys would be cuter if they listened to Weezer. Mm. Oof. It's a 50-year-old man. Yeah. So that is sort of the equivalent of like Arby's yeah, posting but it's, something it's the, about Bay. It's a legitimate person it's a, well it's even that's why it's even it's even worse it's a well-known brand but it's like a guy representing that brand yeah who's a 50 strange little man who's been strange for a very long time that's right yeah um, rivers cuomo that's right rivers cuomo right, as it's pronounced ridiculous yeah so 48 year old man tweeting dead ass and you say so many that, guys would be cuter if they listened to Weezer. And to that you say, "This ain't it, Rivers Cuomo." Okay. 
This is from uh, Aunt Ashley Blooms, who is a writer who talks about writing and stuff like that. Mm. You know something that bugs me about show, don't tell? It can end up expecting and extracting a kind of emotional labor from the reader, reader in a way that white cis privileged males often do. And they're the writers I see most often using show, don't tell to do this. So so you're making up a thing to make your thing right? Or? What I'm imagining is she thinks that uh, white cis males are smarter than other people. It's, that's kind <laughs> of how it sounds, the way she <laughs> she said that. <laughs> um, very, um, well, it's a very stupid thing that people, people like this seem to say online. In fact, I found another writer. Mm-hmm. Who uh, also had a really stupid post this week. Uh, this is from at Hello Lane Moore. So we had two dumb posts from Ryan this week that both made me say a, a phrase. I just moved to a new neighborhood and introduced myself to the queer barista by telling him, Hi, I'm new here and can't find my menstrual cup, so I'm bleeding everywhere. And he said, Ooh, I love it. This neighborhood needs more personality and handed me a free muffin. Is this heaven? Mm-mm. So don't think that happened. This woman made up a story. Don't think that introduced happened. a extremely gay stereotype that was very excited <laughs> about her her pussy blood, and she got a free muffin for it. To uh, uh, to both of these uh, these these uh, female these little female writers these little ladies, uh, I say this ain't it, Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Report This Post. We hope you enjoy Game of Thrones, uh, the or TV don't. show. Yeah, or don't. Uh, don't. It's either a free way, country who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, I'm sure you'll let us know in some way your thoughts on the show and uh, this episode in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it was it kind to your favorite show? Probably was not. It, was, <laughs> the last couple things I said about women was that fine? Probably not. <laughs> That's fine, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're glad you listened. Uh, if you want to listen to more of the show, there's patreon.com slash report this post. You'll find bonus content and such. And in the meantime, head over to iTunes.com slash report this post, the podcast dot uh, com slash iTunes, where you can rate the show five stars and nothing else. I believe they made it so you can only rate it five stars. So you better oh, did they lock that? You down? better do that just in case, um, and, and uh, just to make sure that that's the case. So, uh, thanks everybody. If you have any po- oh, if you have any posts related to Game of Thrones that you'd like to th- see on the sure, yeah. the old thread, send this it our week, way. Send it our way, and we probably won't post it. And if we do, we may not give you credit because yeah. half the time we forget. Slide but. into our DMs, let us know, tag us, uh, quote tweet. At us, snitch, snitch tag. What the hell is do that? all that good Twitter stuff that people have a lot of oh, strong is that opinions where you, about? You, where somebody says something, and then you like sure, yeah. Quote tweet it to. It's a very rude thing to do because uh, it it, uh, it happens on Twitter, and that means it's bad, mm. which is true. Because that is life. Okay, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>